We live in a society that's constantly trying to change everything around it. But what if we spent more time changing what we can control ourselves? My name is Brad. And I'm Justin. And we want to invite you to join us as we talk with some of our friends about using this amazing tool called the Enneagram as we build the new you to be better today for a better tomorrow. Welcome to episode five of the Better Today podcast. I am Brad Livingston. And I'm Justin Oswald. <laughs> and uh, man, we're super pumped to have you guys back with us today. And it's going to be yeah. a good day. Um, episode five. Episode five, man. S- special so, guest. Special guest. We want to, before it gets too crazy, uh, we want to welcome a friend of ours. Met her in the training in Atlanta, which you've already heard of a number of our <laughs> guests that have come through uh, from the training in Atlanta. It was really good. It was awesome. And we made some, some good friends and Becky is one of them we want to welcome you Becky Zegenfus. thank you it's good to be here <laughs> glad yeah. to have you so glad that you uh take a time out of your out of your day and Becky is um a podcaster as well yep she is uh just just launched well how many episodes in are you uh, so actually episode five drops today too. Oh, very cool. Episode five. Yeah. It's the let it be podcast. Uh, I've listened yeah. to a couple episodes myself, so I always try to support fellow podcasters and all that. So thank uh, you. That, that's awesome. So glad, so glad that you're, uh, that you t- taking that on and, and doing that. So I think that's, I think that's incredible. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think particularly, you know, in this day and age, it's like, it's so, um, you know, it, it's our opportunity to distribute content and, you mm-hmm. know, so, uh, you know, your, your podcast, uh, encouraging, you know, and, and stuff like that. So I think that's, that's just awesome. So thank you. Yeah. For yeah. It's sure. been a lot of fun so far. Yeah. So you, everybody that's listening, make sure, uh, when you're done with this episode, you go track down the let it be podcast and <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> hey, dro- give we'll a subscribe <laughs> to it and all Thanks that good for stuff. The shout out. Yeah. yeah. We'll, put, we'll put links and all that in the, in the show notes yeah. and all the, and all that Great. stuff. So uh, go, go check out Becky and Becky, you're in Cincinnati. I'm in Cincinnati. Yep. And what, tell everybody what you do <clears throat> for, for a living for business and all those things. What do you, what do you do? Um, yeah, well, I wear multiple hats. So my husband and I launched a church about a little over four years ago. So that is my, um, ministry world Okay. for my day job, my living, I'm in the pharmaceutical sales world. So I'm out in the marketplace okay. and then I do podcasting as a hobby. All right. So, you're you're very much the female version of me. Yeah. <laughs> Except I don't have a husband. That would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> that would be Throw weird. Throw three kids into the mix. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah, add, no, to, right. um, to add to the calendar. Well, I, yeah. I say that because we haven't we haven't said your your type yet. But Be- Becky is a type three. You yep. know, we're going in order. So Becky is a type three. Uh, that is what I am as well. I am a type three, and I was in sales forever and ever before I was in full time ministry. Um, so uh, yeah. I think sales is one. Sales of for sales. A three is just. <laughs> You know, yeah, it's, it's the shoe that fits. It yeah, really, right. it right. really and, is. And if it's not, then you just mold your foot to be the, <laughs> to make it, yeah. put on a different shoe. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. You, you just be whatever shoe you need to have to be in the right room. Right. So that's right. Yeah. My three, my three, uh, is extremely high. Um, a, my, you know, in the top three counts, you know, on my, uh, Enneagram profile is eight, seven, three, and they're all really, really close. It's, it's, yeah. there's no question I'm an eight, but there's three is really high in sales for me. Like we, Justin and I both come from sales backgrounds as well, mm-hmm. um, in the corporate space before we came into ministry. So yeah. we like and, totally understand. And my, mine's the same way. Um, mm-hmm. Becky, you know, I don't know if you remember, we both came into the training in Atlanta. 
I thought I was an eight. He well, thought he was a three, you know. I totally remember. Yeah. yeah. You know, so so I can I can get down with an eight as well. Um, I but. just remember something funny from class. I don't know if you two are going to remember this. So, uh, Becky, I'm sure you remember uh, in class, uh, there was so many things popping off that were very interesting. I came in thinking I was a three. Uh, quickly realized I was an eight. And I think everyone in the room realized I was an realized eight. Realized you were an eight. Yeah, you know, like, I think everyone else knew I was an eight before I had come to grips with it. But there was one moment in the beginning of class where it's like, write down things about yourself that you think people would describe. And I, in the first day of class, I wrote down easygoing. And then by the end of class, like, uh, like they were like, she had us at the last day of class. Is like, how do you feel about the things that you wrote down at the beginning of class? And I was, she was, I went back and read it, and I just busted out laughing. And I, and there she was like, what? Michelle was like, what? You know, what is it that you wrote down? And I was like, easy going. And everyone in the class just Laugh. like erupted in laughter. Yeah. So uh, that was, I just remembered that. I don't know why, but well, you, you know, it's fun. Is every time every we have somebody on for all these types you know people that were in our training the the it's almost like reminiscing a little bit i mean i don't know about you becky but that was one of the most impactful weeks i've ever had in my life i mean that we we still joke about it you know and i I guess i guess me and brad were fortunate because going in there knowing each other as going to as friends and stuff but um you know you we were going to Atlanta thinking we're going to go get certified and learn about the Enneagram deeper, you know, mm-hmm. and you get there yeah. and it's like, okay, this is four days of like group therapy. Like this is not <laughs> yes. what I signed yeah. up for. Yeah. Like I want my money back, you know, but um, what I loved was, and I know that Enneagram has like made its way into the church space, but I loved walking in there and really feeling like I was amongst my people, yeah. not expecting at all to have so many faith based people yeah. in there for growth and development. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, actually, that was I thought we were going to be the minority. I did too. When you ever, me. Oh, me too. When we went around, you know, we were around, me and Justin were almost at the end of the, the first day when, like, tell yeah. us who you are thing. And I hate those. I hate them. And then when there's 30 people in the room, I really hate them. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. uh, but then, yeah, it was like one after another. It was like, I work at this church. I'm on staff. My Me and my husband launched this church. And I was just like, wow. Right. wow. Like, especially because yeah. I was kind of green. I don't know about you. I think you, you got, you were a little more familiar with the Enneagram coming yeah. in, right? Mm-hmm. So I was. I, yeah, I, I had done a lot of like self-study. Okay. So I was a little green coming in. Justin, I honestly came in. Justin was like, we really need to do this. It would be good for us. And I was like, eh, whatever. So I we did it. So I came in a little green, honestly. I knew the Enneagram, but I didn't know it like that. Um, yeah. But the little bit of study that I had done, because I grew up in like charismatic circles, and okay. like, so some of the stuff I looked up was like, you know, it's like, I don't know, it might be evil, like that whole churchy like, yeah, response sure. to it. So I was like, yeah, I didn't necessarily buy into that, but I was just like, wow. So, so to see as many faith-based people in there as there were, yeah. I was kind of shocked. Yeah. So right. what is, what is there, was there something for you, Becky, that was like, oh, I remember this so vividly, like it was yesterday that kind of stood out to you or impactful from the class or anything like that? Yes. So at at the very, very end, I don't know if you remember that Michelle, I I think it was the last day when we were all kind of sharing something about each other. Mm -hmm. And I remember Michelle saying, I have never sat with a group, worked with a group who from the very, very beginning had so much compassion for one another and really wanted to get to know one another in a genuine, authentic way. And because of my faith in Jesus, my first thought was, there are so many faith-filled people in here. You are seeing 
the majority of the room reflecting Jesus. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. I think that that is why so many of us instantly had compassion for one another and grace and understanding and all the things that represent who Jesus is within us. And yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And I think there was something, I don't know what it is about that group. Maybe it has to do with what you're, what you're saying, but you know, we've talked to Michelle several times since then. And yeah. you know, like we're in a, we're in a small group text with like uh, Jim and Trevor and um, yeah. Kamala and, and, and some of these others. Um, but yeah. even talking with Michelle and, and like before we, we recorded her, her episode, um, just getting to talk with her a little bit is, and this is her kind of her words is there was something special about our group, even that impacted her in a way that she mm. hadn't had before, which um, I think is kind of, I don't think she's blowing smoke. I, I, I take her at that yeah. at her word for sure that um, there was just something yeah. about that. And then, you know, even the last day after the Thursday we were there before everybody was kind of going home, me and Brad and um, Jade and Kamala and Aaron Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and Michelle and Michelle, we all had like several hours to kill before our flights. So we okay. left the hotel after the Thursday train. We're all checked out. We mm-hmm. left the hotel, went to this little restaurant. We walked around the corner and we were there for maybe like two hours, just kind of hanging out. And then, um, me and Brad and Kamala and Jade even shared an Uber back to the, to the airport and then ate dinner at the airport together. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my so we had time to kind of really get to know after, of course, at this point, you've all kind of made friends and uh, we went out one yeah. night with Jim to dinner and all this. It was just, it was a fantastic four days. Mm-hmm. That was, it was, I tell, I keep always equated to youth camp. I don't know if you ever went to youth camp as a kid oh. or a teenager, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I put <laughs> like, my stick in the fire. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but you know, youth camp, I never went as a teenager, but I, I wasn't uh, saved back then. But um, I went as a like a, a counselor, like as a youth leader, you know, and yeah. it was like the kids all come from different churches, different parts of the you know country, whatever. And like they yeah. can become friends within two days and you make these lifelong friendships sometimes. But yeah. um, I thought I thought it was great. I love talking about it. Yeah, because the first yeah, day, I thought it was great, too. The first day we were there, uh, I think. No, that was a, real quickly after we were there. It was you. It was it Nicola. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was a three, two, right? She was a three. Yeah. Was like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I know you guys were like almost kind of like buddied up right there in the beginning. And so I walked in and again, walking into a room and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I'm barely even here. I was coming. Matter of fact, I was coming off of yeah. a preaching trip in New York, I think. Yeah. So I was coming off a week long ministry trip straight into that week. And I told him after the day two, I was like, this might not have been a good idea. Like, <laughs> but, um, so I walked in and you guys like, you were already in the room and you two had already just like taken off. Like <laughs> you knew each other's life story and everything. I was like, I don't think I'm going to sit at this table. Like you guys were like in it. I was like, wow. Uh, and I think that's what Michelle was talking about. It's like, I mean, uh, people just in that very quickly in that room just opened up. And, and I think yeah. one of the things that we all felt, um, was how safe of a space it felt. And, Absolutely. and I think, you know, one of the things I think, which I didn't, think a ton about until recently as we're starting to talk to people, you know, as we've talked with Laura and we've talked with Aaron and we've talked with all these people who are faith-based and now you, as I think we all also walked in with a few scars from ministry mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. exacerbate our, our Enneagram type, you know what I mean? Like the yeah. unhealthy side of some of our Enneagram types um, mm-hmm. has been triggered a little bit in ministry. And I think all of us were able to kind of be like, 
I'm like, I got this thing, you know? And so I think there was like a little bit of a horror story, you know, not a ministry as a whole, but there was an element of like, you know, ministry did this and it kind of triggered this. And I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. still dealing with this. At least some of the conversations I had, it was like, uh, it was like one of the first times some of us got to deal with some of the things that we have been dealing with for a while. It was just so strange to me because that was not what I walked Mm -hmm. in ready for, you know? Well, that's the thing I love about the tool of the Enneagram is that, it, it kind of reveals some blind spots that you are not aware of. <laughs> and that's why for me, I think you guys probably agree. It, it really is a tool. It's not a Bible. It's not a filter that we put over each person or ourselves or whatever, but it really is a tool to just kind of bring to the surface what's already there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's like, I think it was, uh, I was listening to the episode with Michelle and it's, it's not a typing system or a typing tool. It's, it's a developmental a tool. Yeah. It is. Right. It's about development. Transformation. That's, yeah. that's right. Um, and so, so Becky, tell us as a type three, what is your subtype? Um, so it's funny that you asked that because I really hover between social and the one-to-one. Okay. So, um, I personally feel like I'm a, I lean more toward the social, but the, I think the reason I hover is that I'm such a connector and I lead so many group efforts that it's kind of like the majority of my life. It's been, if we all, if I, if you win, we all win. Mm. So yeah, that's, but the subtypes were, those were very, revealing to me when we discuss those, because I think even more so than wings, it really allows us to understand how, you know, if, if I'm the shade of blue, I can look navy blue and someone else who's a three can look baby blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I love lately, the more I, you know, listen to, to Enneagram podcasts and things like that, it feels like, it it feels like that as more people learn about it, it it evolves. It's kind of how even Michelle described it. I remember her describing it in class, but you know, you, I remember a year ago or more when I first kind of got into it, there was just a lot of wing talk. Like I'm a three wing four yeah. and that's mm-hmm. what you are. And it's like that, that kind right. of school of thought almost seems to be going, I mean, you learn to, you lean into both wings, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the subtypes to me were far more helpful, Yeah, you know, and, and sure. we, I we, agree. we started with another test before we did the IEQ. Um, and I don't mind saying it, I don't mind saying it on, on the, on the podcast cause it's not negative, but like we, we, I found the Enneagram Institute, you know, the ready, the mm-hmm. ready test, which mm-hmm. yep. nothing, nothing wrong with what I don't like about that test is it ranks all nine of the types and where you rank on each one. So what we, right. what we run into with people, we ran into it with ourselves is I'm a three and I score 29, but as an eight, I score 27. So then you question, I'm an eight and a three or an eight or a three. Right. What I love yeah. about the, the IEQ is it, it gives us, you know, you are this and here's your subtype because mm-hmm. the, the ready doesn't even give the subtype. Yeah. The subtype to me is, is it makes the, your, it makes the test complete for you to understand yourself a little bit. Yeah. And, and yeah, I and agree. It, and then you got, you know, counter types and stuff like that, you know, so you're talking like drastic shifts in behavior with counter types and, um, mm-hmm. you know, which when I say shifts in behavior that don't mimic well, other types of this, you know, other three counter type threes don't mimic other threes very well, you know, and stuff like that. It's just, so you can walk away from something really understanding motivation, Versus yeah. behavior, you know? Um, yeah. So there's just- I like to say it's the the why behind the what. I feel like most 
personality tools, typing tools, how, whatever you want to label them are the, what you're extroverted yes. or you're mm-hmm. a thinker or you're a feeler. And this is kind of the why behind the, what mm-hmm. there's a pastor who I love to listen to. And I heard him on a podcast with, I think Ian Cron. And, um, he was, he is a three wing four and they didn't talk about subtypes, but Ian ended up explaining that that combination makes for a much more introverted three. I I never would have guessed that he was a three. Uh, He's too humble to be a three. (laughs) And um, humbleness is overrated. (laughs) (laughs) Justin is the most humble person you've ever met. He said, (laughs) but no, I, I listened to that episode that Ian Cron, I listened to that and I I totally totally agree. I was just like, I can't believe that he's a three because he has such a gentle spirit and he's so much of a shepherd's heart. And, but then to understand that that four piece really does change the, the reflection Mm -hmm. of him as an individual, because he has this more of a creative introverted um, calmness to his personality that isn't usually typical of a boisterous salesy three. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. And I, and I think that's the, the key, right. Is, is understanding, uh, I I've, I've had to talk myself away from this a little bit. We, I think we were joking about this with Laura on her episode. Um, I was just joking around about like, I kind of feel the need now when I see Enneagram conversations happening to like fix them, <laughs> you know, they're like, I'm a three wing two. Oh. What are you, what are you? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, like, right. <laughs> Oh yeah. We, we were at a coffee shop a couple weeks ago and we go in there once a week and and we kind of know some of the girls that are there. We always talk to and just, you know, uh, yeah. joke around, whatever. And something came up about the Enneagram. And, and I was like, well, you know, what, what are you? And she says that, what, what was she it? She said, I'm a four and a nine. Yeah. She said, she's oh, a, she's four a four wing nine. No, she didn't say wing. She said, I'm a four, four and oh. I'm a nine. I was like, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> I just, well, let's good yeah. luck with that. Yeah. You know, I was, yeah. So it was but interesting. She, but my, my biggest thing is I want to do that too. I want to type everybody. Uh, I'm always typing yeah. people now, but yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't tell them, but I'm typing. Yeah, all the time. yeah. But no, it is. It's so important. That's the subtypes are huge, you know. And I'm I'm currently working with a married couple right now in a, in our mm-hmm. church, and we're using the Enneagram to help them. Um, yeah. One one is an eight, one is a six, but they're both counter types, and so it's very oh, okay. like the dynamics behind that are very interesting. But it's such a powerful tool, you know. The way I describe it to everybody, and you know, that we work with is like, listen, this this shows you the lens you see the world through and we can all look at the you know we can all look at this phone but if you see it Mm -hmm. through a six and i see it through an eight you know i'm Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what i can do with it and you're trying to figure out how you can save it or like it's it's and you're, so both, and you're both shame. right. We're all looking at the and you're both right. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's just huge. But we want to dig in a little bit to the life of a three for Becky. Uh, and so before we do that, I did want to hit you with a few questions, Becky, just to see to kind of like open up your world a little bit. <laughs> let let everybody on the podcast world kind of know um, what what are your what is your top three musical artists. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't have to be top three of all time. Maybe it's just your current top three. Like these are my three go-tos right now, or it can be of all time. And I judge people based on their answer. (laughs) Dang, man, my top three. Well, I'm a huge country. See, I'm not really a, I I never have been like a, oh, that's my person. I listen to every album. Okay. It's more genre. Okay. Um, so I'm a huge country fan. My oldest daughter could tell you the words to every song and every <laughs> artist and all of those things. And I'm just like, mm, I like it. You so know, she's, so your oldest daughter's a five. 
I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Continue. <laughs> yeah. No, she is not. For sure, she is not. Um, I think she's a two. She tested as a two. She's 16, so she's kind of like okay, on that. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but any, I, she's got a strong three wing as well. Um, but so I do love country and I really love nineties country. Okay. So I, I, mean, I ask, remember, I was going to ask if it was, if the new modern country falls in that list. Uh, sure. Okay. I'm good with it. Okay. Um, but I really love the Faith Hill, Tim McGraw oh, era. Wow. Brooks and um, Dunn. Yeah, oh, Travis yes. Tritt. Yes. Okay. I like yes. that. I, I like Shania that older country. Yeah. I could do without yes. Shania, So you but. should live in Nashville. You just happen to be in <laughs> Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. I know. This is true. I always tell my parents that we were, I was born in the wrong part of the country because I'm a Southerner at heart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I definitely love that. And then I am a, a child of the, well, when I was really into music, I would say it was like the early nineties. So I'm totally, I'm, I was a typical early nineties girl who loved like Chicago with the Peter Cetera era. Oh, um, wow. I loved Wilson Phillips okay. and Debbie Gibson oh, Debbie. and all of, yeah. So, I mean, I don't really listen to them now. I, I listen to a lot of top 40, but okay. I don't have a favorite of all time. If you asked my husband, he would, he could name off, you know, four or five. These are my go-tos, but I have probably a really broad, Music has been in my family forever. My dad was in in ministry and he, but they weren't called worship leaders back then, mm-hmm. but he was a worship leader. And um, I mean, our, at our home, it spanned from like classical to top 40 and everything in between. Yeah. So love that. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. So, so, and then after that, the question is, what is your favorite food? Like if, if you're going mm. to, if, if it's up to you, what are you getting? Yeah. So if it's date night, we're going to go out for sushi. Come on. If it's, if it's just like, you know, fast food lunch, it's of course, Jesus's chicken, which is Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so. I can get down with both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> I love Chick-fil-A. That's like me and my wife are the same way. Date night. It's almost like which sushi restaurant are we going to? We're not really asking yeah. what we want. It's just which one do we want to pick? So yeah, and you we know, haven't had it in a long time because of COVID. You, I mean, you can't like sit in a restaurant and sushi to go. It's not the same. It's not right. It's not the same. Once you close it in that box, it's It's all wrong. Okay. Now I have a question based on your Chick-fil-A answer as a three. Oh, oh, oh. Is it going to involve Popeye's? No, 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 no. (laughs) They destroy Popeye's. Popeye's. She she got defensive (laughs) or automatically. No. Now here's a sidetrack. I love Popeye's fried chicken. Oh, do we have their chicken sandwich does not compare I don't know what all the fuss was about. It was bull crap. When I finally got that Popeye sandwich and I was like, who has even, how is this even a, a thing online where people are saying it's just as good or better than Chick-fil-A? I was like, y'all are, this is nonsense. Listen, Pensacola has some of the worst Popeyes in the world though. So. Yeah. So no, I, I do like their chicken, their service. Popeyes, if you listen to this podcast, you need to get it together with your <laughs> service in your restaurant. It is the worst I've ever experienced. On the flip side, going On back to my side, question, yes. as a three who digs efficiency, I sometimes want to go to Chick-fil-A just to sit in the drive-thru and witness the genius of whoever I mean, designed that whole system. Yeah. And it is, it is like tip top now yeah. because it's, that's all they're that's doing. That's all they're yeah. doing. And it's, well, one, I was going to say the same thing. And you can relate just 
as church planters and pastors, you and your husband, you know, when you have a church, you got to have systems, right? You know, you got to have systems because most of the people are volunteers and you have to have a way for like systems is something we spend a lot of time talking about, thinking about planning. Uh, I like systems. Seeing the Chick-fil-A because it'd be different if like the Chick-fil-A here's got it on point, but you go to the one that the, you know, the next town over, you know, it's, there's, there's consistency at every Chick-fil-A. So from a, from a top level down, they have figured it out. They figured out how to onboard Mm -hmm. the right people, how to weed out the bad people. The quality of the food is the same. I, I'm always so impressed at the drive-through at Chick-fil-A. I'm like, y'all need to go run this Corona task force at the government or something. (laughs) Like y'all need to, to, like they need to go in the Chick-fil-A people need to go into government. Yeah. And it's just like you said, Becky, it's crazy right now. Like I'm yeah. sure you've been through the drive-thru right now. It's like, I went through the drive-thru at Chick-fil-A the other day. They had, I counted, they had 12 people working the drive-thru at our Chick-fil-A, two lanes. I, I was, oh yeah. The one by the mall. I guarantee you they have not seen a bump in profit. No, no, no. If anything, if they're probably Gone more profitable. Up. They're probably up. Yeah. Because those people can land planes. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. quite certain that their employees could yeah. physically land a plane so, with their eyes closed. So I yeah. think most of the Chick-fil-A is now probably the same setup. You know, normally you have the two lanes. Yeah. They kind of then merge into one where you come and get your food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and then there's the outside where you can drive around the building. Yeah. Right? It's not really a lane, but it's like the drive around lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Chick-fil-A by my house has turned that into the third lane. There is no driving around. So they got, they got not only people taking orders, they got people invest like at the fair direct in traffic no, when you're a, co- and yeah. i'm like this is this is so yeah. impressive yeah the one the one by my house uh it's a two-lane deal they had three managers out there um so one of them yeah. was like they had a group at the like literally hand delivering the food to the cars they had some <laughs> telling where the cars to go they had the payment people and the order people and the cash person versus the credit person it's, it's like oh yeah i was like this is unbelievable right now yeah. you know meanwhile you pull up to mcdonald's and it's like go ahead you know it's like <laughs> one, one person that's like not excited to be there you uh, know oh, i no. told justin i went to zaxby's the other day i don't know how zaxby's is in cincinnati we we don't have them okay we well you're, you're not you're missing off. much you're better off yeah yeah uh i went to zaxby's the other day i feel like i had to apologize for interrupting whatever they had going on so i could order like listen i'm really sorry i'm here right now and i know you guys got stuff going on but i need to order some food so Man, no i told Brad, there's, there's a Popeyes by my house. <laughs> a couple weeks ago, I was like a Sunday. I was like, "Let me go get some chicken," you know. And I pull up, and there's a sign on the the speaker where you order. This like speaker broke. Pull around in the window. So I pull around in the window, and the girl opens the window, doesn't say nothing, and she's just looking at me like this. And I'm just looking back. I'm waiting on her to say good afternoon. How can I help you? Can I take your order? She's just looking. Like she just wanted me to just start talking. Yeah. And I just looked back, waited for her to say something. We had to stare off at the drive-thru. Oh, man. It's It's not Chick-fil-A. It's not Chick-fil-A. It's just as a three, maybe the achiever in me, the efficiency guy, I just, I really appreciate what they're doing on a systems level to constantly put out a consistent product, a consistent experience. It builds loyalty. There's like brand loyalty. I mean, the whole thing is just fun. I mean, they could could double their prices and I'm still going. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't care what they do. They could be, you know, they could be punching puppies back there (laughs) and I'm still going to order Chick-fil-A. I don't care what's going on. (laughs) So, so, so Becky, here's what I'm, I'm curious about for, for, you right so what was your journey of discovering the enneagram what did that look like for you as you know well i was listening to a podcast 
Okay. And um, it was Annie Downs, Annie F. Downs. Yes. I was listening to her podcast and she was interviewing Beth McCord and two Nashville people. Yeah, heard it. And it was the first time. Actually, I think to step back, I had heard another reference to the Enneagram and I had Googled that and was like, what is this thing? And then it was coincidentally like, I mean, within the same week, I listened to Annie F. Downs podcast often and she was interviewing Beth McCord. And so that was the first time. And then I took Beth McCord's your Enneagram coach test. And that's like the free one that's online. And that's kind of what really started. I've always had an interest in, I mean, even in college when we took the Myers-Briggs and did like the career tests and all of those, I've always had a lot of interest in that. And so this was hearing this like kind of incorporated into, into a faith practice, um, was just, just really interesting to me. Well, so I kind of started my own journey. Especially starting with those two, with Annie Downs and Beth yeah. McCord. I mean, Beth McCord, her and her husband put out some pretty great content, especially yeah. from, from, a, you know, they got that new book on marriage. I can't think of the name of yep. it. But, Between uh, Us. Between Us, yeah. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. she's got she's got some really great Enneagram. She was one of the first Instagram accounts I was kind of yes. onto. Right. And, and she had, you know, every day was just stories and um, she did yes. a phenomenal job. And then, and then, you know, always relates that back to, you know, her faith in Jesus and all that, you know? Um, yeah. So for those listening that are in and our world, I think she way. was one of the first like current voices yeah. of in the faith circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know, and the more I listen, I, I know Ian Cron's been around a while, uh, I just yeah. never heard him before I got into the Enneagram thing, but I know he's kind right. of one of the big guys right now making it more mainstream and, you know, he's yeah. got, a, he's got a good book. I just, I just finished the road back to you actually. Um, and then, oh, yeah. and then his, his mm-hmm. podcast typology is, is really yep. good. But, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so did you, oh, did you, have you tested as a three every time like clockwork or has there been variances? Every single time. So you're a a three wing three, right? So so it's funny. I used to joke that I had no wings. And if I did have wings, they were clipped because I feel like I am such a three that, yeah. I mean, if anything, I, I do wing to a two. I do have a big, it was funny. I, where were we the other night? Um, we were with a group of people. Oh, we were at our staff retreat and we were doing a SWOT analysis. Okay. So we had all of these post-it notes up on the board and um, I was one of the first ones to get done, which was not the intention. I just had all my, had my ideas down. Oh, sure. It wasn't three. (laughs) (laughs) And then then I started serving everyone. I, what did they have? Oh, someone had made cinnamon rolls. So like I got my thing down and then I started serving everyone cinnamon rolls and someone pointed it out. They were like, Oh, sure. You achieve what you set out to do. And then you go around and serve people. So it was just funny that, that I do have a pretty strong two wing too. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's, uh, that's interesting. So here's the, so in this journey for you as a three, you know, going through that whole process, um, one of the things that I'm curious about is what is, have you noticed or picked up on, um, tendencies uh so well i guess the, the easier way to say it's like uh blind spots what is the what's the yeah. good bad and the ugly for you when it comes to mm-hmm. to being a three that you've picked up on between yourself or others or whatever yeah um so the good i'll start with good the good is i do feel like threes speaking of efficiency are also great multitaskers mm-hmm. so i really do love i think i have a lot of loves and a lot of interests, even in my music taste. 
And I think if I didn't have that capacity to be a multitasker, I couldn't parent three kids and help lead a church and be in the marketplace and maintain relationships and a marriage and all of those things. Um, And I think it's the way God wired me that I'm just able to do that. If I, if he hadn't wired me that way, something would have to give. Yeah. So that for me is, is like the good of it. Um, the bad is that because I have always been in kind of these sales organizations, even growing up, I was a huge achiever. I mean, I played in the band and I wanted to be first chair and I did theater and I wanted to get the lead. I mean, I didn't want to be in the wings. I wanted uh, to be front and center. No doubt. And, and so when you take that into, there's a lot of pressure. Uh, to try to live mm. up to that because we aren't called to be the best at everything. And so as I have kind of, that's been a big growth area. I have a quote in my office. I'll read it to you. Um, but it says it's by St. Augustine and it says, God be our glory. Let it be for your sake that I am loved. And that has been so good and um, such a good reminder for me because I truly want to be loved because people see Jesus in me. Mm -hmm. And, and that's what that whole quote is about. You be my glory. You be the reason that people love me. Um, But that's a, that's a growth process for a three to get to that place because I I have a verse that's on my Bible that says um, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it because, and that's out of the book of Deuteronomy because so many threes say, no, 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 I can do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And if we're called to something, we are just the, the catalyst that God uses to do his work. That's good. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing, one thing I want to do for those listening, you know, uh, we don't, uh, we want to assume there are people who are now we started talking about three a little bit. I'm going to just kind of read, um, kind of what a three is. We're reading each type with it, with every episode. So the, the Enneagram, uh, type three is called the competitive achiever. Enneagram, Enneagram threes are likely to value achievement and want to be the best as a result, efficiency results, recognition, and image are very important to them. Three, strive for success in their chosen field and tend to be highly flexible and willing to adapt to achieve their goals. At their best, others will experience threes as hardworking, principled, and receptive, offering the gifts of hope and integrity to the world. In an unhealthy state, the threes' overexpressed need for achievement may seem self-important and and inconstant. This stems from a sense of self-worth that is built on what the three does rather than who they are. Hmm. Yep. That's the, and that's what you're saying. It's like you almost yeah. You find your it, the, the pressure on being the best is that's where people that's where your value comes from to the world. Mm-hmm. I think threes can get very lost in doing rather than being. Yeah. Hmm. And then you know there's, I'm pulling some of this from the the integrative some of our stuff, but you know the the self talk of a three is that the world values winners and I must succeed at all costs. I must avoid mm-hmm. failure and I am what I do to earn my place. I must be the best at what I do. Yeah. And that's, ah, that's (laughs) ding, ding, ding. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, um, and you know, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. It's like, and you don't think of, you don't think of that. And then I think we can think of that in the negative. We could see the negative in that now, maybe as believers and specifically as believers. I think when I was, when I was not a believer, when I was just kind of in the secular employment, when I was in sales, I mean, all of that, I just said, I would not have considered to be necessarily a bad thing you know like Mm -hmm. what's wrong with 
the world valuing winners and me winning. Right. You know, what is wrong with that? And, um, you know, trying to be the best and, you know, the, the, the competitive nature of sales well, yeah, like fit that perfectly. It's like one. Yeah, and I think that I think <clears throat> both definitely you two, um, the three in me, I can connect with this. But for you two as threes, you know, it's like um, I think that there is a push. You know, there, there's a natural celebration and acknowledgement for threes in in the professional workspace, yeah. right? Um, you know, like that the the crush it at all costs have to perform you know, like I got to be the best, um, you know, type of mentality. Uh, you know, obviously companies, companies pay for that, you know, (laughs) you know what I mean? As as opposed to, you know, maybe some other, uh, maybe the behavior patterns that are typically associated with other types, um, don't lend themselves to being quite as hungry for public notoriety or success as threes. Um, uh, at least on the surface, right. Cause we can't Mm -hmm. always deal with core motivations, but, uh, that's celebrated in, workspace is far more than some sure. of the other oh, yeah. Cor- you know. corporate America rewards our type. I think yeah. some of those, well, some of those things that come from it. You learn it in school. I mean, teachers yeah. award that type too. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you love the kids who always strive to get the A and are the first ones to turn the paper in. I mean, it, it, I can look back at my life and see where it all started now. Yeah. 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 Uh, now that you say that, I even think about parents, right? Like mm-hmm. parents with multiple yeah. children, uh, at least unhealthy parents, you know, the dad that wants, you know, that wants Johnny to be the captain of the football team or, you know, mom that wants, you know, Susie to be, you know, the leader of the, whatever, you know, there's a, there can be a very big celebration <clears throat> for the kid who's the top, you know, whatever, whereas, For sure. you know, not that we type children much, but because they're in that developmental phase, but a kid that would look more like a five, <laughs> my wife is a five, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. that would look more like a five, which is the researcher, the investigator, you know, they may never come first in anything from a notoriety standpoint. Um, right. Their intelligence and their investigation uh, would rank much higher, but that's not something that even parents, you could very easily see how a parent would celebrate more the achiever than the investigator. Right. or the you know something like that right. so and it's yeah. it's so weird where some of that comes from it's like you you go you mentioned you can think back to where it started i mean i can i can think back to i must have been like 11 12 years old and there were two books we my me and my dad and my brother went to like barnes and noble one day and i bought he bought two books that I picked out and one was at like 11 or 12. One was a biography on Bill Gates called Bill Gates speaks. <laughs> and this was, okay. you know, th- if I'm not, I mean, a, this is late nineties, right? right. Uh, Mid late nineties. So this is kind of Microsoft, the height of some of that stuff. So it was a biography on Bill Gates. And then it was a book called how to become CEO. And, it was, <laughs> it was like like, and that's what I, uh, he's like, this is what you want. And I'm like, yeah. And then, and then, uh, I read them like and everything. My, and I even, I, I still had it for a long time. I, I probably got it somewhere, but my dad even wrote like a little note on, in the Bill Gates one. Just like, I didn't know, you know, but, um, like so that's funny. what I was reading back then. I'm like 11, yeah. 12 is like, that's what I wanted to do. I mean, my, you know, my, my name is Justin Oswald. My initials are J O. A lot of people call me J O. That's kind of a nickname. And, and I remember in high school and right out of high school, people used to call me J O the CEO. And I was like, oh, that's, that's so there funny. was something about that achievement. This man know? was hustling fake Rolexes in high school. So replica, <laughs> replica Rolexes. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, true. no. So, uh, Becky, do you, is there an element? And if the answer is no, that's totally cool. Is there an element of you're talking about? Like, I can totally go back to my childhood and see this mm-hmm. three surfacing. Is there is there mm-hmm. anything that you can share on that? Like, yeah, because I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm curious. You know, we our goal, you know, in helping others. We know three. There's other threes that are going to listen to this, and and mm-hmm. as we know, if you're not as self aware, that usually means you're in a little bit of an unhealthier place. So I'm curious as mm-hmm. to how that journey for you um, yeah. has helped you realize a few things that may help others realize a few things within themselves. Right. So what yeah. is, uh, in any insight into that? Yeah. Um, I grew up in a home with like amazing, <laughs> loving cheerleader parents, but my dad was a pastor, not, but my dad was a pastor and my mom was a teacher. So just, just in and of themselves, take those two roles and, we did grow up in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're at school, people are watching you because your mom's a teacher there. And when you're at church, people are watching you because your dad's a pastor there. Yep. And if we can, I mean, think about rewinding what the big C church looks like when in our formidable years, yep. um, it was very, I mean, very denominational there. And, and it was specific to denominations. I mean, you kind of lived and followed a set of guidelines for each different denomination. And, um, so the way that I grew up was very much a lot of, you don't do this because you are this, or you don't wear this because you are this, you Mm. don't listen to this. There were a lot of don'ts, Mm -hmm. um, compared to the do's. Now in defense of that, um, I think sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And even though I kind of grew up under that umbrella, my home was incredibly warm and incredibly loving and we were incredibly invested in, but I went to a, I went off to a Christian college. So I went to the public school. So that was really easy to see like how not to live the, you know, the kids who aren't following Jesus are making a lot of decisions that are much different than mine. Mm. But then I went away to a Christian school for college and there were all of these like faith filled Jesus loving people who had lived a very different life Mm -hmm. than I had. And I'm not saying it was like bad decisions, just different decisions. Mm -hmm. And it was probably the first time I was really exposed to this concept of grace and that there, there is room to make choices that are not black and white. There are things in scripture that are a hundred percent black and white. This is righteous and this is sin. Sure. But there are other things that are not as clear. And um, so that was, I can trace back to almost like putting on a a mask. I mean, I've talked about it a lot, almost putting on a mask of we're going to this event and my dad's a pastor. And so this is the mask that I'm going to wear for it. Yes. Okay. So yes, you're, you're, you're getting on a question that I wanted to ask. I'm gonna go ahead and ask it is, you know, threes are known as the chameleon. You know, right. they're known as the chameleon and they can change their persona and adapt their communication and, and things they do to fit the room they're in or the audience, right. you know, whatever. Um, so how do you, I, I, when I heard the word chameleon, when we were in our training, I didn't mm-hmm. like it because yeah. the, the, the Christian in me went to the place of, does that mean if people find that out, does everyone think I'm a fraud or does anyone know who the quote unquote real me is? Yeah. But there is a part of me that I, you know, the more I think about that, like I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Um, Mm -hmm. 
and I can obviously you can think back to sales and all that. Like, you know, when Definitely you kind of got to adapt, I mean, I was, I used to sell RVs, right? So I sold RVs okay. when I was like 19, 20, 21 years old to people in their 50s, 60s, 70s. And I learned how to be that chameleon. You learn, yeah. I had to learn a little, like I would talk golf with this guy or talk about grandkids with this, this couple or like you just do that. Yep. And, and I don't, I, it wasn't inauthentic. It wasn't a, like I wasn't being a fraud. I was just finding common ground, yeah. you know, is how I yeah. looked at it. Um, but when I heard the word chameleon, I thought that had such a negative connotation. And I was like, man, I don't want people to right. think that or feel that way. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, but, it's totally true. It's it's mm-hmm. totally true. How does that make you feel when you think about what you just said and, and being the threes we're known as the chameleon? Yeah. Well, I think that if you are unhealthy mm-hmm. in, a, in an unhealthy state of being a three, the chameleon leans toward being a fake. Yes. But I think when you are healthy, the chameleon leans toward being adaptable. And I, I'm, I completely agree with you. You can be authentically relating to someone who's at a completely different stage in life buying an RV and be absolutely genuine about it in the sale of that product. Or you can be a total fake acting like you know what they want, you know who they are. Yeah. And, and I think at the end of the day, eventually that is going to come, come to light. And so hopefully we're all able to do the growth before yeah. it becomes a, a negative exposure. <laughs> well, and, and it goes back to talking about the wings even, like yeah, especially yeah, yeah. the yeah. four wings. The four wing will remind you that you're a fraud or, you, you know, the four, the yeah. leading right. to that four wing will remind you of, hey, you know, um, which that, I, I'm not, I have, I'm, I'm more into my two wing most of the time, but. Well, and I think it's also about, I think one of the big things for threes also is it's understanding um, that you get to choose what the achievement is serving. Right. right. And so like, yeah. I, I think that's a big element to, you know, even Justin, you know, Justin's our executive pastor um, in, in our world, which means he really shoulders a lot of the weight of the financial um, and staff, you know, changes and stuff like that. And, and yeah. he, he really shoulders that weight for us. Um, and so, you know, for him, he understands that um, achieving on behalf of the organization is a good, like, Oh yeah. Uh, we, we want to achieve because we, you know, with the, uh, the organization needs to be healthier so we can reach more people. Right. And so right. even when you're talking about selling RVs or pharmaceuticals or whatever, if it, if it genuinely is, this is what's best for these people. I want to achieve mm-hmm. so that I can help more people versus I want to achieve so that I can help myself. And sometimes one is a byproduct of the other. Yeah. But right. I think that's why it's like, it's not just behavior. It's this link. Like it, it so uh, uh, just like you were saying, adaptable versus like um, achieving or communion. It's like, it, it's this idea. It's like, what is the, a healthier three understands that it's not just about them. I'm achieving, right. but it's not just about me achieving. What is mm-hmm. the, what is the ultimate service to in our world? Right. The kingdom of God, yeah. the church, right. you know, whatever. If, if it was just about me, I would leave this position. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, and even maybe still would attend church. Like, if, <laughs> right. it, if I, if, if it was so much about me just needing to achieve and if it's about like how much money can you make, like this ain't it for yeah. money wise. Right. Like, yeah. I, right. I walked away from a, a good bit of money to come into full-time ministry. So it's like, 
yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And I get a sense of achievement when we as an organization accomplish something. It's like mm-hmm. the way I tell myself was like, because I was involved in it, I won. Now, yeah. obviously I didn't mm-hmm. win. We won, yeah. but that helps my, the, mm-hmm. my brain as far as process this win yeah. of like, okay, I won. And on my side of things too, as you know, we don't, we very rarely use the term boss, but I guess as, as the head of the organization and Justin's boss, if you will, yeah. um, you know, it's also, I find it my responsibility to speak life into the other adventures and other ventures that his three needs yeah. to, to be healthy, uh, for personal accomplishment, you know? So he's got real estate things he's trying to accomplish and stuff like that. And, and I know I've, I've worked in environments where your boss is like, whoa, 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 don't, don't get your hand in too many things. I need to make sure your attention <laughs> yeah. is here. And, yeah. and I, right. I'm very much the one that's like, man, go do that. Like invest in, like find a way you can, because I know that for him to be healthy, healthy and care about mm-hmm. the organization here he has to have a, an element of take you know doing something for himself over there so it's like yeah. do that yeah. so that when you come in here you're healthy right. and you have the right focus you know well and god wired him to have the capacity to uh, do a lot that's what i was talking about multitasking or like you have the capacity to do a lot of things i mean it's not uncommon that I will be in the middle of something work oriented and all of a sudden it pops into my mind. Oh, I need to call the transportation department for my kid's school and have the bus stop changed. (laughs) But it's just, that's, it's just how my mind works. I can compartmentalize a lot of different things and have a conveyor belt shuffling. That's a great analogy. And that's, that's really important for other people to understand because not every type can do that. Right. Right. You know, not every person, uh, and I would, I would even dare say, depending on the subtype, maybe not even every three can do. Like, there yeah. may be elements of threes that can't step mm-hmm. into that space, subtype, whatever. But or wing, heavier and wings, or whatever. You know, you wouldn't want everyone. I wouldn't want a surgeon who's operating <laughs> on me to be thinking about calling the transportation department. No, hundred percent. No, I agree. So, you know, or the airplane pilot. You know, and like, what, no, no, what land, that plane, plane, baby, yeah. land that plane, baby, land that plane. <laughs> the the only thing I do is I get myself in trouble with the compartmentalization um i can compartmentalize so much that even even in in, in our work environment because we're all full-time here on staff you know we're a small staff but we have other staff i can go so yeah. much i can compartmentalize so much that um we're i can go from i'm not talking as the executive pastor i'm talking as your boss and I'm, so I'm a little more direct yeah. and yep. versus the past, the quote unquote pastoral gift showing up. I'm compartmentalized. Hey, you were supposed to be here and you weren't, uh, what's the deal? Like yeah. super direct yeah. compartmentalizing yeah. the fact that we got to then go out and it's 21 days of prayer. And, um, we we're, we're kind of praying together and all these things. Like I, to me, I can do the, to, I can do that, yeah. but I, yeah. everyone else has a hard time receiving mm-hmm. that. So it's like, I get myself in a, in trouble where I can I feel like almost compartmentalize mm-hmm. w- super specific, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Becky, Becky, it's, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Well, it's funny too. Um, I know we haven't talked a lot about our lines, mm-hmm. but one thing I did learn in that training was that just because, the broad brush is that when in stress, you go to one line and when in health, you go to another. For me, mine tend to be different. So most threes in when they're stressed end up going to that the unhealthy nine. The nine, yeah. Yeah. And when they're healthy, they go to the healthy side of a six. And I'm actually the opposite. So I can tap into my nine very comfortably. It's vacation time. I'm out. Mm-hmm. 
But when I start to feel yeah. like that capacity is getting maxed, I actually start feeling some of that anxiety of a six. That's mm-hmm. funny so, you say that. I'm the same way with my lines. So we go to mm-hmm. two, two is our at least point five is our, is our stress point. I'm the opposite yeah. actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're the first person I've heard say, I've heard kind of channel and say like, man, I'm, my lines are kind of the opposite of what's typical. So I'm that way yeah. too, which I found, I thought was interesting. Yeah. So. Cause one of, one yeah. of the things of a three that I don't, that I don't find that I don't resonate with is when I see like on Instagram or memes or stuff where it talks about like where threes are always about work. Like e- even yeah. on vacation they they want to check their email and that's not me. Like when I, right. I can turn it off. Like if I'm, I can go home and turn off, yeah. you know, I'm not me even, too. I'm not even gonna think about church. Cause to me it's, it, yeah. it is work for me too, but I can, I can turn that off. Um, so when I'm on vacation, yeah, like too. I'm on vacation, like I'm, yep. I'm chilling. So I can, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. So, so with what you're talking about, you know, you're talking about compartmentalization. Uh, you know, one of the things Jess and I talk about it, me having a high three space and then being an eight, which makes it even worse. I think this particular conversation, Justin being a three, you being a three, do you find yourself frustrated with the pace of other people's ability to execute? (laughs) 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 Um, So at times, yes, Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> I feel free to elaborate. I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I'm just, he's going to be listening. Um, <laughs> just use the yes, term people. I, <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'll use it in my home. Okay. Because that's safe. That's a safe space. Sure. Um, with my kids, they're all at that stage where, I mean, if, if you say, how was, how was your day? You're going to get an hour long explanation. And so sometimes depending on, if we need to get out the door or something, I will say, give me the bullet points mm-hmm. because that I just give me the high level. Um, <laughs> now here's an interesting thing though. We have been in with our staff cause we just came off of this retreat. We've been doing a lot in the creative process of different avenues within our organization. And I think that my four pulls into that. I really like the creative process. Mm-hmm. Now I'm about at the point where we've kind of whittled it down to specific details. And I, I kind of, at this point, don't really care anymore. Like we're, it's good enough. That's, that's where my three comes yeah. in. <laughs> All right. Let's go. We're mostly let's there. Go. It's good enough. Ship it. Right, um, yeah. <laughs> Craig, Rochelle, say, Craig, ship it? Craig Rochelle taught me Gitmo good enough to move on. Yeah. Ship it. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Send yeah. it. Yes. Let's go. Let's, let's go. go. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, you can definitely see that in my workspace, I'm in sales. So I work with other people that are a lot like me. Mm-hmm. So I don't really honestly feel that in the marketplace as much as I might in the ministry space or, you know, parenting. Yeah. I have a, I have a a saying, it's kind of just stupid and funny, but it's like some people have said, I'm not a good listener in my defense. They're not good summarizers. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's amazing. Sometimes because depending upon the person and my comfort with this person, sometimes like, Hey, how's it going? And they'll go. And I'm like, let me rephrase. Hi. Like I I really don't care to hear everything you have to say. Like no offense. It's like, I don't care to hear that. I've got stuff to do. I yeah, can't do just, this right now. Good morning is, is what I really meant right. to say. <laughs> Not, 
I really don't need to hear how it really is. Uh, and I know that sounds terrible. I know that sounds terrible, but yeah. it's all in good fun. No, no, no. Because I think it's important for threes to understand. I mean, that's a that's a growth space for a three, right? Where it's for like, sure. you know, yeah. especially um, you know, my, for me again, my three is high. Then there's the eight, which I think for this part of the conversation gets worse because then I just get like super frustrated. I start like, yeah. you know, I'm like, tell you, I'll tell Justin. I was, I'm like, you tell them they better, you know, like that's where I go quickly. Um, but my wife is a five. So she mm. wants to the details, but I mean, I came home the other, mm-hmm. I came home the other night from a, a counseling session that she has been involved in. So she knows the intricates. I was in there for two and a half hours. I came home and I just sat on the couch and she could see I was glazed over, right? Like I was, I had nothing no mental capacity and she's like so what happened you know what's going on how you know and i'm just like i cannot do this right now you know she's like i you know so and i looked at her i said i know you need the details today is not the like tomorrow morning when we go for our walk i'll tell you anything but right now i cannot do this you know like i was just like i i'm can't i can't i can't i can't so um What's so funny to me about what you just said is that that counseling session was two and a half hours long. Um, there would have been a hard stop if I were leaving that. Uh, that's what, well, <laughs> I literally said the same thing. We were in the car yeah. and I, he told me, and, and, and obviously this is not going to sound like, if this couple happens to listen, this is not specific, but he told me he had the counseling and, and, and my answer was, bro, that should have been like three sessions like cut that off yeah, for you know? sure. yeah. and yeah. Uh, he was like well you know it was a it was a it was a uh, last ditch effort to save a relationship type counseling yeah. session not yeah. just a generic like let's all talk for a little while but all right. that to I say, said the same yeah, thing it was which, uh, which is why i don't do counseling both mode. three said the exact same thing yeah. which is hilarious like no no no, we don't have time for that yeah. um yeah, hard hard stop like, but yeah no because i think that's that's important for threes to understand and for people that work with threes to understand you know what I mean? Yeah. So like for threes that are listening out there, you know, it's just like being aware that how you may come across when people are trying to give you information, uh, right. you may come across indifferent, insensitive, um, you know, quick speed it like that, yeah. that you don't care. It's not that you don't care. It's that you may be coming across that way. Cause you just want the, the cliff notes version. Mm-hmm. Um, and people that work with threes to understand they do care, but you land the plane already, you know? Right. And I think it's a self-awareness too, that goes with it, that if you, I mean, if someone's calling in and you know, that's going to be a long talker and you don't have the time to do it. Sometimes the wisest thing to do is just not answer the phone rather than getting on and then having to rush them off or be rude or anything like that, or have an agreement with someone that might be a little more long-winded that, Mm -hmm. Hey, when you give me a call, tell me how many minutes you need or shoot me a text. Hey, yeah. I need 15 minutes of your time. Do you have it? Yeah. yeah. And then, and then that person can learn, Hey, if they, if they say they're going to give me 15 minutes, I need to honor the 15 minutes and not take 30. Sure. I sure. love that. And, and, and even go along. That's interesting. You said that the, the counseling session that we were just referencing, they were trying to do that in the middle of the day. And I knew mm. going in, I was like, there's not a chance, you know what I mean? Like we're doing yeah. this at the end of the day because yeah. I, I knew going into it, like, this is not, I don't have the time to carve out. I knew it was going to be more than an hour. They're like, you know, hours fine. I was like, yeah, right. So going in, I was like, that's, this is not possible. So I moved it to the end of the day, knowing that otherwise I was going to have to be like, 
we got to stop it. You know what I mean? We're done. We got to cut it off. So yeah, I think what you, what you said is really important. Uh, being aware of how the three is responding to times for others. And as a three, making sure that you put things in their right place and understand how much time you have available for something like that. It's so funny. Like even you mentioned the phone calls, like I think, I think as a three, one of the best things that ever came around for threes was when text texting just becoming a thing. Like there, for me, there's almost nothing worse than being on the phone because you're stuck doing just that thing. Mm-hmm. Like even if you put air, you know, earbuds or something in, it's like you're on the phone and that's all you can do. So it's yeah. like, it's almost like someone calls me. My first thing is like, is this textable? Like, if so, <laughs> talk to you later. Like, you know, like let's get, you know what I mean? Like, I know that sounds right. terrible. It just sounds it terrible. It's it all is. in good fun. Yeah. There's, there's only like, I call my mom about once a week and I do it on my drive home from work, yeah. you know, in the evening, you know, one, one day out of the Intentionally. week. Intentionally. Uh, and it is, because, yeah. you know, I mean, what else do you do there? But uh, I'll, I'll talk to her. But other than that, I'm, I'm not a big phone guy because I feel yeah. like I'm stuck. I can't do my... Right. No multitasking. Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so there's an app called Marco Polo. Have you guys ever used that? I know of it, but I don't, I've never used it. It's funny because I love it as a three because it's a, it's a video. I mean, it's like FaceTime, but you record the video and then you send it to whoever you're sending it to. And then when you receive theirs, you are in control. You can speed it up like two times. You can swipe, swipe 10 seconds. It's the best thing ever. It's so funny. You're talking about this. We were connecting with Ryan from class, Ryan leak. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Who's a three. three and I text yeah. him and was like, Hey bro, would love to connect. And he sends me voice memos back. And he was like, yeah, oh. just hit me with a voice, <laughs> hit me with a voice message. back." <laughs> and it's so funny you say this. Cause it's like, yeah. Like, uh, cause essentially what he, he's like, I'm with the kids. I don't really, I can't really text right now. This is a lot easier for me. Like it was like, you, know, you can listen to it at your convenience. Essentially he was saying like, all the things of a three, you know what I mean? Like right. listen to it at your mm-hmm. convenience, respond, you know, don't text me. Just send me a voicemail. <laughs> I was like, of course. No, well, well, here, this, is, this is so funny. This is, uh, this was a growth area with work that I had one time. I had, I was actually on paid time off. So it was like a vacation day. And um, one of my colleagues didn't know that I was on vacation. And so they called me and I saw the call come in and I instantly sent it to voicemail. And then I immediately texted and said, Hey, saw you called. I'll call you back later or whatever. Well, when I got back from vacation, um, we had like a, a really good, healthy, truth-seeking conversation where that colleague said, you know, when you did that, to me, what it told me was that my I wasn't important enough for you to take my phone call, but I was good enough for you to shoot me a text back. Yeah. And I'd have been like, yeah, <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> I, was on, I was in vacay mode, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. You are correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so that was a rule. Like that was really eye opening to me that I don't think sending them to voicemail was wrong because I sure. was on vacation, sure. but I probably should have just stopped there. And then later come back and said, Hey, I listened to your voicemail. Uh, they were offended at the, immediate text the immediate like you had your phone in your hand you could have just answered real fast i see yeah Yeah, that's interesting uh, i I could see how someone would take that um Mm -hmm. okay you know who this person was he was an eight so (laughs) i'm not quite sure how that sits with you it was it was more of like you threw me to voicemail and then and then texted me yeah so yeah 
I, I, I don't know that I would have been offended by that. I don't know if I would have felt, but I, there is an element to, I don't know if this, I'm pretty sure it's the eight in me where if I want to deal with this, I want to deal with it right now. And I don't want to deal with it later. Like nothing mm. annoys me more. Yeah. I get, Oh my gosh. I was telling my wife this the other day. She could not understand it. I say, I get so mad when I have to leave someone a voicemail because now mm-hmm. they got to call me back. And now right. I can, now I got to answer the phone and at a time. it's not on your terms. It's, right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I was, I hate leaving voicemails because now they got to call me back and I'm going to be somewhere yeah. where I don't want to answer the, I want to deal with this now. So I can see how that would be on that rabbit trail. Yeah. Of like I don't even leave them. Yeah. And I don't like when people leave me one. <laughs> I, I hate voicemail. It's always fun. I pick on my mom. My mom, every time she, if every time she calls me that I can't answer, she'll leave a voicemail. And I'm right. like, mom, I know. You, when I call her back, too. I'm like, mom, you don't have to leave. I saw that you called. Now I got to listen to your 30 second <laughs> message and call you back when I could just call you. Like, I know Shoot you called. Shoot me a text. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. What a three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so here's a, here's the thing I have for you, uh, Becky. We, we've done this with every guest so far. I don't know if you follow mm-hmm. Enneagram Ashton on Instagram. Don't, do you follow her? I don't, know. Okay, Enneagram Ashton Should on Instagram. Should I? Yeah, she's really good. She puts out some really okay. good stuff. Um, okay. She's going to be on a podcast. She's going to be on one of our episodes in the future. We've we've been getting together awesome. with her. Um, she's pretty big in the IG world. So um, give okay. her a give her a follow if you guys can but um she does a deal where it says i'm an enneagram three and and she says check all that apply but what we've done with all of our guests is like we give it a rating from one to five one being okay that's not really me and five being okay. oh absolutely okay okay uh, and because of justin we have introduced the decimal system so you can give 3.7s and 4.2 yeah oh yeah so, so okay all right so here's the list number one go get her Five. Okay. Uh, uh, charismatic. My five. Okay. Motivated. I'll say four. <laughs> Just because you don't want to say five again. Uh, okay. Uh, driven. Yeah, five. I I am. Five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this one's my favorite because uh, Justin's face when I said this one, I, I'll never forget it. The best. <laughs> three. I'm gonna go with three. Uh, three. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swing into that four, my friend. So, <laughs> um, uh, chameleon. Um, I, I honestly would probably put that more like two. Okay. Uh, optimistic four. Okay. Ambitious four, uh, confident five. Okay. Competitive. Now I would say I'm probably like between a three and a four, but definitely younger Mm -hmm. pushing five. Okay. Um, accomplished F 4.5. Uh, encourager. Hmm. I'm told that a lot. So I'll say, I'll say five. Okay. Creates goals. Hmm. I'm, I'm a little lower on that. Okay. Um, I'm a, probably like a 3.5 to a four. Okay. All right. Uh, Had I, cause if I were a huge goal setter, this, my podcast would have launched way earlier than it did. I feel that. I feel that. Okay. Um, overachiever. Again, um, 
Not as much now. I'm going to hang with like a 3.5 to four now, but higher when I was younger. Okay. I when I think if I remember when he asked me that I had an issue with the premise of the question. <laughs> there's, no, there's no what does that even mean oh, overachieving? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm just I achieving. What do you here. mean? <laughs> uh, all right, the last few here: values, respect. Um, four. Okay. Four. Uh, mm-hmm. We've already talked about this. Multitasker. Oh five. Okay. Uh, charitable. Four. Okay. And then last one is image conscious. Four. Okay. Cool. That's good stuff. So there's, there's your, there's your numbers. I, I think Justin was, uh, just, I think he just said five over and over. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, Don't no, even no, ask me any didn't. questions. Yeah. They're all fives. All I, the above. All of them. I, yeah. I do want to ask one last question and only it's kind of a follow up. You, you, the, the confidence question you mentioned, you have high confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious as another three, you know, cause I have extremely, and I've always had extremely high confidence and, mm-hmm. and what's so funny about it is I think because of like, I'm short, I'm five, seven, like I'm a short guy. Like I'm not very fast. I'm not athletic. So I was never into sports. Mm-hmm. So here's this guy who's not good at a whole lot of things that is extremely confident in himself. That, so that mm-hmm. translates sometimes into arrogance or cocky, um, and 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 sometimes that's has been the case in my life. Like, and I and I'll, I'll own that, and, and I even joke about it a little bit. But mm-hmm. do you think, as someone who's also very confident and as an achiever, and who actually does achieve things, do you achieve things because you have the confidence in yourself to believe that you can, or are you confident? Like, does the achievement, is it kind of caused by the confidence or is the confidence caused by the achievement? Mm, that is a really good question. And I don't know that I know the answer for myself either. Like, you know when what? You think about it. It's like, I, the thing is, I think I do, I, for myself, I think there is a lot that I can do. Like, if I put my hand to something, I, in my head, it's going to turn out good. There's going to be a win. Um yeah. And, and I think part of that, I, th- I think too many people just don't believe in themselves and they, yeah. they are content with media, you know, being mediocre and mediocrity and they live their whole life, not living up to the things they could. Um, and I yeah. just almost refuse that. But I think some of the achievement in the, in, in achieving things is just comes from, I believe I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. What, what do you I think, think it's a pendulum. Okay. Um, that's for good. me, I would say that, I would say that my confidence grew from achievement. Okay. And then I think as you get older, because you now have a history. Okay. That's good. It can, the pendulum starts to swing the other way. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Great analogy. So you become confident that you can achieve it. Okay. That's good. Love that. That's good. That was very helpful. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to use that analogy. That's a, that's a great analogy. It's, it, it's, it's the free. perfect picture. It's, yeah, he's going he's gonna to take credit for it, by the way. So don't, <laughs> that's been another growth area. I'll give it to you. You don't even have to quote me. There's nothing new under what the sun. What a two wing. You're so good. Nothing, <laughs> such a helper. You're such a helper. I, I can't quote exactly where the scripture is, but there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Cool. Well, hey guys, uh, that's it for episode five of the Better Today podcast. Uh, Becky, we want to thank you for being with us, and it's been so Thanks much fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's been so fun. Yeah, awesome. So, um, Becky, where can they? Where can people track you down? We, we got the Let It Be podcast, but social media outlets, any of that stuff. 
Yeah. So actually to follow any of those things, you just follow me, which is such a three thing. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> of course um, they would. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you even ask? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but the tricky thing is my last name is Ziegenfuss and it's spelled Z I E G E N F U S S. So I'm, I'm everywhere at Becky Ziegenfuss. Cool. And we're going to drop that in the show notes. Uh, so you guys awesome. can, can, uh, track Becky down on, uh, is it in Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, okay. all the things, all the above. All the things. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, and then we'll have all the show notes and everything, um, at better today, slash episode five. You can find everything there. We'll have links for, for Becky and, and all those things. Yep. And, uh, don't forget to give, you know, give us a rate and review all that good stuff. Uh, you can catch us, uh, on the website, just like Justin said, you can catch us also Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz for the podcast. And you can find me Instagram, Twitter, uh, at Brad Livingston underscore. And I'm at Justin Oswald underscore. Yeah, so make sure you subscribe so you can join us for the next episode of the Better Today podcast where we aim to help you build the new you using the Enneagram so you can be better today for a better tomorrow. All right, guys. We'll see you later. See you guys. Yeah.